T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This hour is brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. Matt Bowen. Two throws. This one aired out for Galloway. And with contact, it's picked off. Intercepted by Matt Bowen. NFL writer and analyst for ESPN. The ball came out. Right now they're calling fumble. Matt Bowen knocked it out. Seven-year NFL veteran. We always joke with you about where you were selected in the draft. Is it weird for you to see Tom Brady out there? We were watching Tom Brady. My youngest boy, Ronnie, said, well, why aren't you still playing? (laughs) I said, well... Uh, Defensive back coach for IC Catholic football. One of the greatest things and most rewarding things about being a high school coach is to see the impact it can have on your student-athletes. Matt Bowen with Bernstein and Holmes on 670 The Score. Let Matt Bowen talk. Shut up. They call this the free agent negotiating period. It's essentially the start of free agency, and the Bears are signing guys and rumored to be hot and heavy on others here to talk about all of it is a guy who wrote up his top 100 free agents for ESPN.com. He's Matt Bowen, and he's on Twitter at MattBowen41. He's with us on the Score Hotline. That's presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Matt, where do you want to start? Uh, TJ Edwards is uh, now a bear on what looks like a reasonable average annual value and guaranteed. Probably sl- slotted in at Mike Linebacker. I think slotted in at Mike or possibly at Will. We got to see what other moves the Bears are going to make here. But TJ Edwards is a very solid pro player. Had really high end numbers last year for you know a championship level team in Philadelphia. Quick to key and diagnose. What that means, Dan, is he sees things very fast. That allows him to generate more play speed to the football. Takes clean lines to cut off the ball in the run game. Can get to depth and zone coverage. What you're going to need to do here in Matt Eberflus's defense in Chicago and close some throwing windows last year. And I think he's got much better second level range he's given credit for. So, again, based off the number they're giving him on a three year contract, this is an upgrade for Chicago. Now you just have to understand where is he going to play? Is it going to be at Mike or is it going to be at Will Back? And I think that's going to play out with how the rest of free agency works for the Bears. There's a name that might play a role in that. Bobby Okereke is a player that mm-hmm. a lot of people can see in a Bears uniform, considering that he played for Matt Eberflus right. in Indianapolis. W- what are your thoughts on him and where – that he's definitely a will, right? Like, there's no messing around with him playing another spot. No, I think he's a will in a 43 43- – Front. That's what the Bears are. And like you said, there's carry over there, knows the scheme, the scheme, knows the terminology. He's a run and hit player at the second level. He has that coverage range as a well linebacker to get to depth as a curl or hook defender 
can cut off the ball on the edge. You can scheme him in, in pressure stunts. Very good player. Very good player. That'd be an ideal fit for this defense. So again, if that's the play there, then you have your two stack linebackers in both base and sub packages who don't come off the field. We've long heard the Bears' interest in Niners right tackle Mike McGlinchey, the former Notre Damer. Diana Russini is already reporting today that the Bears are well down the road in those negotiations or just sort of waiting for that to get finished up. We've heard some very positive opinions of him, some not so positive. You have him rated as your number three overall available free agent, so that's on the high end. Yeah, well, one, that's positional value. Look, when, when you're talking about free agencies, about premium positions, right? Those are offensive tackles. Obviously, quarterbacks is number one. But offensive tackles, pass rushers, and corners. And you can also include defensive tackles who can generate pass rush production. But those are your premium positions. Those are the positions you're going to pay for. So if they sign McGlinchey, I think it's going to be a big money deal. Big money deal. And look, it's understandable. He's a starting right tackle. He's a former first-rounder. That means he has first-round traits. And that's what you're looking for. Just like we're going to talk about with the draft, you want traits. You want physical tools and traits. That's what McGlinchey has. I don't think he had his best tape last year. I don't. But, again, you're not paying for last year. You're paying for future production if he's here in Chicago, what he can do in this system as a right tackle. He wins by getting off the ball quickly and creating angles and pass protection. Better versus power than he is versus speed. But again, with that get off, he can handle speed off the edge. As a run blocker in this system, he will move people off the football. And that's what you want because they're not good enough at right tackle right now. They're simply not. So if you sign McGlinchey, there is no question whether your opinion is up or down on him. He is still an upgrade for this football team. And that's what you have to do right now. It's clear that the Bears are going to try and stabilize their their linebacking core here, and obviously they need help on the offensive line. Where are some other places where you think the Bears could go in free agency? Uh, a couple. Defensive tackle, right? Defensive tackle or edge. And look, when you're talking defensive tackle, for me, it's Draymond Jones from Denver. I have him ranked pretty high in my list, and he's obviously moved up. This list has changed as, as players has, have been re-signed with the franchise tags have been handed out by Draymond Jones in terms of the athletic traits, the ability to get off the football and the position versatility. He can play as your three technique in Chicago. I also think in sub-package situations, you can bump him outside the edge. That's a player I would look for for a connection here. Again, you're talking day one free agency at a premium position. That is a multi-year contract. You can go down the list if we want to go down the list to other players. Uh, Samson Ebucam, who played in San Francisco last year, was originally an outside linebacker with L.A. That's someone I think can play as a 4-3 defensive end in Chicago. So there's going to be options here, but those are the positions, Lawrence, I'm looking at. And also corner. They have to get better at corner. They need more depth in the secondary. They need more talent in the secondary. And just like we said with McGlinchey, when you sign someone, especially these premium positions that the Bears do not have right now, they don't. You look at the roster right now, they don't have those premium positions. Not enough of them and not enough difference makers. That's what you're trying to find here. I didn't know Samson Ekubam was only 28 years old. I don't know why yes. I thought he was older than that. And Bobby Okereke is 27. I think you know, age is is got to matter here because it's got it it's got to time upright for the Bears. I wouldn't argue that Javon Hargrave mm-hmm. is is a more impactful defensive tackle at the moment than maybe Draymond Jones. But are, this the 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 scouts here, you're, you're trying to find few, like you say, future value, not necessarily what you are, but what you're going to be for this team. I agree. And age does play a major role, in my opinion, because you want to sign someone in their prime playing years. 
at the start of their prime playing years, but definitely not at the end. Draymond Jones is 25 years old. Okay, that, that's just starting your prime, prime years in the NFL. That's what you want in free agency. A player like Javon Hargrave, I agree with you, Dan, has uh, you know probably more complete profile at the defensive tackle position, but that's a player that you would look to sign uh, for a team that is on the verge of contending or already contending, that you're going to get two to three solid years of production out of him, where if you're Chicago, you want four to five, right? You want four to five. That's a part of this rebuild, but when you – but when you are in a position to compete, he's still in his prime playing years, and he's still playing productive football. What does your tape breakdown tell you about DJ Moore? I really like DJ Moore. I mean, I really like, especially for this offense. Um, you know, six foot, two hundred ten pounds, and a physical frame. You know, very physical frame that shows up after the catch. Look, he's the developed route runner. He can stretch you at the third level. He's got late separation ability and can track the football down the field. What you really like with DJ Moore's is ability after the catch, the ball carrier vision, the physicality with the football in his hands. That's where he can create for this offense. I think you can scheme him at the Z position, the X out of the slot, and very good in the middle of the field. Okay, so when you're talking middle of the field with quarterback Justin Fields, those are higher percentage throws, right? You're not throwing deep outs and deep comebacks. You're scheming him open in the middle of the field on crossers, on overs, on, on slants. Uh, on deep end breakers where he can catch the ball, get vertical, and produce in the open field. And that's where he's at his best. I think he's a willing blocker in the perimeter on the run game, which is a big part of this offense, as we know. And I think the trade worked out great for the Bears. And I know there's people that have a million opinions. But think about it. You got valuable draft capital out of this deal. And you added a number one wide receiver who would not be available in free agency, who would not be available right now in the NFL draft. So that tells me you've got a high-quality player that was not available and then the, on different avenues at this point of the offseason. So I think the Bears did a very good thing there. Now that wide receiver room looks much different because you have an explosive playmaker that can win at the second and third level. I, I wanted to talk about that because I, I'm I, – look, I haven't been the biggest fan of, of what they've done at, at the wide receiver spot. Obviously, Darnell Mooney is someone that a lot of people think has a really high ceiling. I love him in a role where he's not the primary. I think that he can win matchups against second and third corners that are going to be out there. And the addition of, of DJ Moore, to me, allows Darnell Mooney to elevate his game. I agree with that. <clears throat> I agree because you have to look at what Mooney is in this offense. He's more of that second, third level stretch target, right? Where he can be isolated to get over the top of defenses where he can win the boundary one-on-ones, where he can scheme him on play action as your post option over the top of the defense. That's where he's at his best. I agree with that, Lawrence. And I don't think you want Darnell Mooney to be your number one volume target in a pass game. But now he doesn't have to be. Now he can play more to his traits within the route tree because you have other options in the route tree. And understand what Darnell Mooney can do for you also as a clear-out guy. Okay, there's a ton of value to that. It's a ton of value to speed in the NFL. Someone that can run a 4-3-40 makes a difference when you're playing defensive back because now you have to play with more depth. Now you have to open and run quicker as a deep half safety. That creates coverage voids and windows, and that's what the NFL game is all about. It's about scheming open players within the route tree, and that's going to create space for DJ Moore to get loose at the second level. Did you do any research overall, or is it already established, on NFL free agent hit rate? 
are there positions that are just more likely to work out than others? That's a great question. I always think that the offensive line has a higher floor, in my opinion, um, because offensive line play is not, in my opinion, so scheme-based like it is for a defensive back. You take a zone corner, you throw them in a man scheme, well, now you're going to have some issues, right? But if you look at the NFL in terms of pass protection, I don't think it varies that much. Now, there's obviously different ways to teach it and different techniques, but in terms of the actual scheme of pass protection when you're watching tape, there's a lot of carryover from team to team. Everyone can run zone. Everyone can run power in the NFL. And it really just comes down to the talent of the player and playing to that level. So I always think offensive line has a higher floor. I think where you can – and running back too. I think running back too because running back, there's a lot of carryover from team to team. I think more scheme-specific positions, especially in the secondary, and especially if you're trying to move a defensive player, if you're trying to make him more versatile than he is – and making him a space player instead of a box player, that's where you get into trouble. Obviously, the Bears need offensive line help, and you talked a little bit about Mike McGlinchey. I, I wanted to know what – because Orlando Brown is one of those guys where you say, oh, well, does he fit the scheme? And I feel like he's a good enough player. It doesn't matter what your scheme is. If they don't go after him, that leaves Braxton Jones realistically is your number one option at left tackle. Just so we can go back over it, and I know we discussed it at the, the end of the season, he clearly had a problem with Bull Rush. So what are the things that Braxton Jones needs to do this offseason to, to make it so that he's a more complete left tackle? Increase his play strength, for one, right? I mean, that's the first thing you think of. If, you're having, if you are having trouble versus power, Lawrence, off the edge, one is increasing your play strength. One is increasing your lower body flexibility. If you're talking about things you can do within a training <clears throat> training environment or a weight room environment, those are the first two things I would look at for a player that is struggling with power off the edge. Can you bend more? Can you sink your hips more? Can you increase your lower body power and your ability to strike with your upper body? Because those are the things that allow you to handle power more so than foot quickness and being able to mirror on the edge to handle speed. Because a lot of edge rushers in the NFL right now, and especially young edge rushers coming into the NFL, the first move you go to is speed to power, right? Because the other moves take time. They take reps. They take development to build, build out that toolbox of counter moves. But speed to power is about traits and about physical tools. And that's one thing you have to handle in the NFL to be able to play on the edge. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the first center in your rankings is Ethan Posich at 53 of the Cleveland Browns. He'll be entering the season at 28 years old. I'm always looking for a center. I really want an upgrade there. How good is he and what kind of value might he be? I think he's very good. Now, look, a center, I have him ranked at 53 again, Dan, because it's an interior guard, interior offensive line position. It's not a premium position in terms of the perimeter uh, where the game is played right now in the league. But what he can do, I think he's an excellent run blocker. I think he played in a system that facilitated that even more, you know, more play-action-heavy system where he can combo and climb to the second level. And that also helps you in pass protection. When you are a play-action-heavy team, what are you telling defensive linemen? You're telling them to run sideways, right? You're telling them to move laterally at the line of scrimmage to chase the run. Now you're not getting a vertical push up the field. That helps you in pass protection, gives you more time in pass protection, and puts you in a better position with your feet 
your footwork and your hand placement on contact. But I think he's a very good player. Like you said, he's going to be 28 entering the season. And like I wrote, it's a good fit for a run-heavy team that uses play-action elements and protection. That sounds like the Chicago Bears to me. Yeah, and you think he's that much better than two other 28-year-olds in Garrett Bradbury and Bradley Bozeman at the position? I do right now. Okay. I do. And those are solid pro players who will get offers, who will play good football next year. But for me, I think if you're looking for a center, he would be the right choice based on what the Bears want to do schematically from an offensive perspective. What do you think the trade on Friday says about how the Bears feel about Justin Fields? <clears throat> to me, it tells me that they're all in for this year. You have to be, right? Because that added draft capital. And don't be surprised that at number nine, if the Bears go offensive line again, Do not be surprised. Even if they get McGlinchey right now, I would not be surprised at all about rebuilding this offensive line, especially on the edges, upgrading the edges of your protection for Justin Fields. And plus you added a number one wide receiver who fits really the throwing style of Justin Fields and what you want him to be as an NFL passer. So that move tells me that they're all in on the quarterback right now. Well, Adam Schefter says Javon Hargrave has reached an agreement on a four-year, $80 million deal that includes $40 million guaranteed to sign with the 49ers. Hmm. So what does that deal do to the market now? <laughs> well, I think it started yesterday with Jerron Payne in Washington and what he got. He was in the franchise tag and the money he got. That kind of set the market. And look, everyone wants defensive tackles. And look, the run game is important. We understand that. You have to be able to stop the run and to play professional football. But defensive tackles that can disrupt the pocket and hit the quarterback are going to get paid a lot of money right now because they're hard to find. Matt, I make you the Bears GM for this specific thing. Okay. The, the eighth pick goes, and Jalen Carter is still on the board. Do you take him at nine? I do because of the talent. I do because if we are just discussing just talent. And look, Lawrence and Dan, you know how much I like Will Anderson. We talked about this for a couple months now. But if Jalen Carter is still there at number nine, and everything checks out for you in terms of doing your homework, talking to the player, talking to his position coaches, his strength coach, his head coach, if everything checks out for you and you trust where he's going to be as a pro in your system, then there's no question about it based on the talent he can bring to your defensive line. So let me ask this. If the Bears were to win the bidding war on Draymond Jones, mm -hmm. does that preclude Jalen Carter being drafted? Because Jones is flexible. He's played outside also. Might they sign him to a deal and say, hey, we're going to comp you to defensive ends depending on, on where they're going here? Uh, that's a great question. Now, <clears throat> you know, ideally you would say, we have our three technique. Now at number nine, we're going to go edge, right? That would make sense. But Look at the Philadelphia Eagles. I know the Philadelphia didn't win the Super Bowl, but look at the depth they had in terms of pass rushers. And that's what you ultimately want. You want the best players in your defensive line. So that could be a situation, Dan, where you're saying we're taking the best player on the, on the board. No matter what, the best player on our board, and we're going to figure it out because now we have a situation where in sub-packages we have two interior rushers, one who has edge flexibility that we can get after the quarterback. All right, a little more breaking news that's just crossed. Diana Rossini, who's been close on the Mike McGlinchey situation, now says Mike McGlinchey is expected to sign with the Denver Broncos. Uh-oh. So that is somebody the Bears had been targeting for a while. Does that mean they switch their efforts to Orlando Brown Jr.? 
That or Jawan Taylor from Jacksonville. Jawan Taylor's only 25 years old. Jawan Taylor has first-round ability in terms of first-round traits. Um, he's, a, he's a better mover at 6'5", 312 pounds than, than McGlitchie. Um, and I think his best football is ahead of him. If you're talking about a player who has upside in the offensive line, someone that you can project being a starting tackle for you for a long time, the ability to handle speed off the edge is Jawan Taylor to me. Who do you like at the tackle spots in the draft? Uh, and do you think Skaronsky is, is a guard or a tackle? I think he's a tackle. And look, someone might might take him and move him to guard. You know, Brandon Sheriff's a great example of that. He played at Iowa, was a tackle for Coach Ferentz, and then went to the NFL as a guard in Washington and has been paid a ton of money as an all-pro guard. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with having an all-pro guard. And that's the thing about Chicago. We talk about who they select in terms of the offensive line. You just need players. You need better players up front. You need players that can protect quarterback Justin Fields and move people off the ball in the run game. And that's going to be a tackle, and you might need it at guard too. So if that's the pick there, uh, again, just like we talked about before, draft the talent, right? Draft the talent, coach him up, find the best position for him in the National Football League, but get the talent first. Well, it's wild stuff right now, Matt. I know uh, your phone's probably going crazy with your editors trying to uh, uh, contact you, but this is uh, we're keeping track as best we can. Always appreciate your expertise and perspective. All right, guys, be good. Thank you. That's Matt Bowen. Okay, so the Broncos swooped in and grabbed McGlinchey after it sounds like the Bears have been negotiating for days. Hey, man, that's that's sometimes you can't go as high as someone else. Okay, well, on a player, and now you move on to the next thing. Let's talk through this Jalen Carter thing that you brought up. Yeah, I, I just, you know, like, I just want to see what the perspectives are and kind of work through some of this as we keep an eye on what's happening with free agency and we talk more about the fact that the Bears are out here doing stuff. That's next here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2. On Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. 
Jalen Daniels would like to, but Jalen Carter's got him again. Did you see that at the end of the play? Yes, he lifted him yes. up with one hand. Tell you, I think he's the best non-quarterback draftable player. But look at him fight through two people. And then watch this. Lift him up. With one hand. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's like, I'm going to be the number one draft pick right there. Well, he might have been if he hadn't gotten in trouble for lying to the police about his involvement in a street race that resulted in death. So we're waiting to see how that all shakes out. We were speculating that the money for Mike McGlinchey had to be pretty wild for the Bears to drop out of the bidding. Especially the guaranteed money. The Broncos gave Mike McGlinchey five years, $87.5 million, with over $50 million guaranteed. Yep, that's according to Ian Rappaport. That's a, that's a, Mike was talking to me during the break, and he's like, "Why do you think it broke down? Like, it had to have been guaranteed money." Yeah, no, like, had thank to you. Been. That that fine, and and that means Orlando Brown is is completely out of range. Maybe I don't know about that, Dan, because I, I I think he's the better player at the more important position. So if you're gonna jump for that for an offensive lineman, you more likely jump for Orlando Brown Jr. than you would for Mike McGlinchey. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I th- that's a pre- you, you determine he's a premium player worth premium money. Right. At 27. But damn, $50 million Come on. for a right tackle. Jeez. That's big time. I mean, I know that's I, – I, I don't know. These, these players today are making too much money. It just seems like a lot. That, hey, that strikes me as a lot. Well, look, if you're Denver, you've got a lot of things that you've got to fix, and and you're hoping that you can fix the quarterback position by upgrading that offensive line. So I I get it. You know, you, you gave Sean Payton's in there now. He's got a different perspective on on how to build a team. They, they've got to figure out a way to make this 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 rust thing happen at least for the next two seasons before they can finally get some relief from that contract. So you go and you go and invest. You may you got a little sunk cost going on at quarterback. You go and invest in protecting that quarterback and hoping that the new coach and an offensive line is going to get him where he needs to be. Now, if you say that Jalen Carter is there at nine, I'm going to have a very very difficult time not taking him. So this is my question about this: If does drafting a player at one or even four carry a weight and a responsibility that drafting the same player at nine does not. Like if you have, if you're thinking, if you have, you're saying, look, I'm, I'm not comfortable with drafting him. Number one, is it okay then to draft that same player that you had discomfort about because of their availability or what their involvement may have been in in this accident that ended up meaning the the, the lives of two people, um, would nine be okay for you to forget about that, that because of the value? In a perfect world, the answer to that is of course not, but that's not the world we live in. That of course it matters, of course the that the inherent risk of that matters, and if you see someone on your board get there and you know that there is absolute special special there, 
you obviously trust your interviews, and apparently the right. Bears are supposed to be. And I don't know what is being said behind closed doors. I don't know what they know about the facts of what happened and and what's being accused and alleged and what the police have said and what they haven't said. I don't know. I just know that he's he's really good. Yep. And if he's like I say, I, it, it's it's cynical and it's it might be awful, but I'd have a real tough time not taking him at nine. I mean, it, it's it's a one of those things where. It's, I don't know if I see him getting to nine, but he's. If we're just talking tape alone, I think he's the best player in the draft. And there are some questions, and there are some legitimate football questions about Jalen Carter. And when you looked at him in the college football playoffs in the semifinal, he didn't play as well as he did in the final. And he said it was because he wasn't in great shape. So he spent the the time between working on his cardiovascular, and we saw a better version of him, though I don't think it would have mattered in the final because of how dominant Georgia was overall. I I was just kind of playing around with this. Like when I was flying back yesterday, one of the things I, I wrote down was, what do you do about Jalen Carter? And is it easier to forgive a team for drafting that? Pl- is So So I guess what, what the conclusion that we, we come to is, if the Bears get value, that value offsets their values. I think that is one way of putting it. Yes, or or it makes us redefine what their values are. They can say what they want about character, 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 but it's and, and we and we don't know how they even feel about that. Like it, it's possible that they don't give a damn. And if he's there, they're going to pick him, and they're going to be like, look. Players like this don't come along very often. Not only is he a great player, he's a great player at a position of need for for us. So we're going to do it. Not just a, 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 a position of need for them and specifically a, a force multiplier in the defense that they play. Yep. like This is scheme specific. Like It is the, the nexus of a great player who plays a position specific to your defense and you gotta have it or else your defense doesn't work and we're gonna have all kinds of talks about this philosophical balance of risk and reward not just with somebody who is as potentially defining as Jalen Carter in a lot of ways but overall for this draft looking at all these picks now if your polls and you start making some of these free agent splashes, are you going high floor this year, knowing you got a bunch of picks next year? Mm-hmm. Are you going are you taking big swings on potential stars? How do you how do you balance that? And, and how do you look at your board and say, I, I might miss on this guy, but the chance of a hit is just too good? You know, what I, this, this is really what we're paying him for to make these tough calls now on I'm gonna make sure at a minimum that this horde of picks raises our level of play on the one hand, or somebody could say, now I've got all of this house money I can play with, and, and I'm going to take big spins of the big boy wheel on all of them now. And I don't think it's a right or wrong answer. A, a texter says, this is a really weird, like this feels like someone who has just been bombarded with football and team speak their whole life. 
In the case of the Bears, now that they've flipped the number one pick for a profit, I'd be willing to see them take a chance on Carter. I think we have the leadership in-house to help grow him as a young man. Huh? What leadership are you talking about? How you say? I who? Who who, 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 who who you talking about? Who in that Bears locker room are you talking about? On the defensive side. Who? Give me a name. I don't know what I mean, who who are, who are the leaders on the defense? Jack Sanborn. He would, he would be one of the leaders <laughs> of the defense. Right? He's going to help he's going to help him no, grow. No, no, I'm saying Jalen Carter. Yeah. Like as, as soon as they draft him, he would be one of the leaders on defense. Mhm. Because he's going to be probably the highest paid person on defense. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could be wrong about this. You could ask Dan Weeder about this at one. But if my if I do recall this correctly, I remember hearing reports uh, from the Bears beat of Eddie Jackson taking more of a leadership role this season. And I don't know if I'm, I'm misremembering. We don't even that. know if Eddie Jackson is going to be on the team. Yeah, you're I mean, I think, he, I think he is, but we don't know if that's going to be the case. I mean, come on. I try. Just say, just here's my thing. Just say that you want him. Just say he's good. You like him, and and you're willing to take the risk. Not we've. Got, th- this we, isn't like we have leadership that can yeah. keep line. Come don't. on, who's come we on. and who don't? Come on. That's the, yeah, what that's, are we doing? That's over football brained, is what that is. Yes. <laughs> I mentioned there's some Brad Biggs commentary from this morning regarding the DJ Moore acquisition and more. His so, name is Brad Biggs. Mm, he talks football with you. So we'll follow everything that's happening. There are there are more transactions pending with everything. If you missed the news, the Bears had been targeting Mike McGlinchey, but he's getting all the money from the Denver Broncos, which is fine. They can They can get a different guy without spending all of the money, and they can divide it up better that way, I think. So it's been a very, very busy football day. It's a Bears Monday on the score. You're listening to Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score. It's Odyssey Station. Dancy vibe today. Why not? It's a day of celebration. I like it. Get to enjoy yourself and think about the Bears and they're out here making moves and trying to make the team better and pulled off a huge trade that should set them up to do some things. Got the quarterback, a wide receiver that he can rely on. These are very exciting times. Waiting for more names to cross as the Bears and Ryan Poles continue their shopping spree. But one of the guys we know they already got is DJ Moore, who is the best wide receiver on the Bears and by a mile the has the more yardage already accrued than any individual receiver in Chicago Bears history, which is incredible to think. But this is what Brad Biggs had to say when he was on the score this morning. The football man of the Tribune and the valued friend of Mike Mulligan answered what it means for the Bears to have acquired him in that deal with Carolina. I think DJ Moore is more valuable than a 2025 first-round draft pick. You get a chance to run DJ Moore out there for uh, 34 regular season games prior to that. And he's also under contract for 2025. If he plays well, there's no doubt in my mind he'll be in a position to request a new contract before then, but they've got a proven player 
instead of another high-priced uh, lottery scratch-off ticket. You don't, and you've got you just be guessing uh, where that Panthers pick would be uh, at that point as well. So uh, that's a non-issue to me. I, I think you'd rather have uh, DJ Moore than a first-round pick in 2025. I mean, the Bears uh, have had the uh, darndest time developing high-caliber wide receivers over a uh, you know long stretch of, of coaching staffs and, and front office types. Certainly Alshon Jeffrey was a hit. Most of the other productive wide receivers, really productive wide receivers that they've had in the building, they've had to bring in from the outside. So they get a guy in from the outside that instantly, instantly becomes Justin Fields' best target. I'm with him 100%. Prospect humping, you know, we've, we've been uh, proponents of talking about prospect humping. Having the pick is great, and I, I do think that there'll be value for it. It's always nice to have an extra one for sure. But you've got to upgrade your talent all the way across the board. And considering that this isn't a really solid free, there's some players out there like, you know, Jacoby Myers is solid. There's some players out there that sh- that could be had in free agency, but who would have ever thought that this guy might even be available? You know, like it, it's. I think that it says something about the way Poles constructed this deal. That he went and got some help, like legitimate day one of of install help for your quarterback, someone that he can. He can talk with, that he can work with when he gets off vacation. He he can get to work, and and now between him and Mooney, and now that you're taking Chase Claypool and saying you're going to be our third option as far as wide receivers go, and I would like the Bears to to maybe test that free uh, that free agency market. And for the tight end spot, because there's a couple that I've got my eye on. Our buddy Rick Camp brought this up in our group text. He said he said the Bears should call Atlanta about Kyle Pitts to see how stupid they are. Because they're kind of stupid. Just just see, hey, hey, just wondering. What what might you want for that Kyle Pitts guy? Do you think talented. Stupid? You think we're stupid? Yeah, we kind of do. Maybe a little bit, considering some of the people that you've hired. Uh, Mike Garofolo of NFL Network reports the Raiders are closing in on a deal with quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. That makes sense. He, the coach, and the quarterback work together, so they've got that. And Jared Stidham, 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 Stidham. He's now the backup in Denver. Mm-hmm. They they needed a quarterback, so I would imagine that you sign Jimmy and you draft one, right? I would think. And now we still wait on Aaron Rodgers with no, oh. nobody knowing. See, here's here's the crazy part about this and the way that you have to think about it because it's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers knows that there's going to be a lot of stuff going on and that Friday would not have been a good day to announce it because look at what the Bears did. He's waiting for maximum exposure. And he can't get it right now. He can't get it talking to B-Marsh at a golf tournament or whatever the hell they were at. 
he can't get it because free agency is going to be crazy and has already been a little bit crazy. He's waiting for the opportunity to be the center of attention and have all the spotlight on him before he makes his choice and goes to the Jets. So how long can he wait? Well, it's not how long, how long can the Jets wait? That's what I well, they'll just wait forever. Cuz the back like all of your backup options are kind of gone now too. If you were thinking, well, Derek Carr will nope. Well, well Jimmy Gr- nope. Now what? You hope that Zach Wilson grows up? In the offseason where you were clearly trying to replace him? Yeah, I wonder if this, if you're the Packers, do you do you make this like a Jim Beheim situation where it's, at some point you're just going to be like, yeah, he's not they our quarterback anymore. They but can't. I know they can't because they, they have to facilitate the deal. Yeah, and because of the – Aaron could be like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere, and I'm going to collect this $60 million that these dudes owe me. And I'm just going to – I'm going to be – Pouty faced and rich. So I I think that he's waiting. He's waiting for an opportunity to to be the bell of the ball and and have the the sun shine brightly on him with all of this stuff. You ask what did Jimmy Garoppolo get to be the Raiders quarterback? Well, I did not ask that. Well, I'm telling you anyway. Oh, Adam Schefter says it's three years, sixty seven point five million, including thirty four million guaranteed. Okay. That's not. I mean, it's not prohibitive. No. No, not not if I mean, Joe Burrow's going to get fifty million a year or whatever he's going to get. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of money. Right. And I wonder. I wonder what his approach to this is going to be because the cap is clearly going to go up again. Do you sign your deal now or do you wait? Or or you arrange for a percentage escalator or something like that so you know exactly what you're getting. If you're the Jets, is is Lamar on your list of if all things go wrong, then we'll we'll make the deal and bring Lamar up here. They've got to have some contingencies, right? Multiple contingencies, I would think. That's what they have to be talking about right now if they're doing their jobs right. Anyway, back to Biggs um, and Biggs. Biggs time. His name is Brad Biggs. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, what's going on is that now that the Bears have DJ Moore, it's such a it's such a refreshing. I, I like what, what you said earlier about how it really does prove the type of good feeling that they have about their quarterback. That you need help. All right, we're going we're going to find out. We're we're going to do what we have to do. We're going to find out. We're going to get you the help. On the outside, we're going to make these other guys better because now they get knocked down to a a lesser defensive assignment than what they had previously. There's there's attention that's going to be paid to DJ Moore that should open things up for the Bears in their pass game. And I I thought the move before we even knew that DJ Moore was part of it was pretty good. That right there to me. That that makes it a great move by them. 
Dan Weeder is going to weigh in with his thoughts on this. I know you have read it in print. They have been very, very busy with all of the Tribune Bears cognoscenti bandying things about. Well, Weeder also is part of the SCORE family, and he's going to give us his latest thoughts on the way this Bears roster is very, very quickly starting to take shape here in this offseason. He is coming up next on Bernstein and Holmes on the SCORE. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.